Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Neil Haley Show's Caregiver Dave Celebrity Segment of Excited to Welcome Program. Caregiver Dave and the Sandy Dave, what's going on? How are you? Hey, we're here in L.A. enjoying the warm sunshine. Summer is here and COVID is gone. And God bless America. Yes, that's what I see. You say COVID is gone in Canada or in India. They would hate to hear that. But our, our, it's also, and, and that's the problem. And we'll see if it's gone in three months. I'm hoping this is it. We're done. Let's, let's just move on. Events. I'm supposed, right to speak in London. Like David, I'm supposed to speak in London at the London Stock Exchange and the uh, Society of Medicine in September. It was, supposed, it was supposed to happen next week, but they pushed it back because of COVID. They still okay. don't have COVID together over there. Yeah, well, that's because they didn't open up the gates like we did when we no one expected it, especially marketers didn't expect it. They expected more and more things online. So that well, soon red carpets. I got a red carpet invite in Vegas. How far are you from Vegas, Dave? For a big I'll be there. I'll be there. All right, I'll let me I'll forward you that. Five hour drive, one hour flight. I'll be there. Okay, Dave, we'll be there. Okay. Damien Joseph Quinn is our guest, and we're going to talk about Roadhead. Damien, how are you? Thanks for stopping by. Hey, hey, thank you for having me. I'm so happy to be here. All right, Damien. So let's kind of talk about specifically, do you always want to be an actor? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Since I was a baby. A, a baby. baby? That's the strangest <laughs> answer. Be fine, baby. baby. Does, does <laughs> Yeah, well, I'm 26 or so 25. No, I, uh, my, my dad's one of eight. So I have a huge athletic Irish family. I'm one of 28 cousins. And I would always get the attention as a kid by dancing and lip syncing. So I was lip syncing for my life as like a five year old. So I was always an entertainer and uh, always knew this is what I wanted to do. And the class clown, I might add, right? Uh, <laughs> yeah, 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 I think so. I think so. I'll ask your teacher. <laughs> yeah, different yeah, different yeah. classes depending on the class right totally i was like a class leader and the class queer more than i was like you know the whoopee cushion kid gotcha so and you built the leadership in those certain ways gotcha <clears throat> sure yeah and um in that process when did you know this acting was for you like that this is going to be your you said five years old you want to be an actor but when did it say this is going to be my profession well, I, as soon as I was on stage, there was the magic, you know, uh, everyone in the audience. It was, it was a, a, a Missoula Children's Theater community show and I played Prince John and Robin Hood and I sang and it was like, oh, oh, whoa, there's a magic. You know, I really, really came to life on stage. So uh, it happened again at the premiere a couple of days ago. Just, you know, my friends, we got to be in a movie theater and watch Roadhead and there's kind of a moment of like, oh, wow, wow, this is, this is real and, um, you know, there's a magic to it. And see, that's an interesting thing. You say there's a magic to it. And there's a magic when you're back in theaters. And I would, if you'd have told me two months ago, there'd be a full theater in LA, Dave, I would have thought no way in predictions. So that would have been a, a gamble and a half, especially, it, but it, it happened. So that's good for everyone. <laughs> All right, yeah. Dave. So you were what, born and raised on the East Coast, New Jersey, and now you're in LA. Is that yeah. how it happened? Yeah, I grew up in farm country. Grew up next to a cow farm, horse farm, buffalo farm. Nobody really leaves the town I grew up in. And yeah, I came on the way out here. So you can actually milk cows, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm a professional cow milker. No, no, I've, <laughs> I've never touched one. <laughs> what, what brought you to LA? I've always dreamt of LA. I don't know. I, I love sunshine. I'm a big nature person and I'm a yoga teacher. So spiritually, I'm inclined towards places like this too. And uh, I studied at NYU Tisch and Manhattan kicked my butt. Because it is wow. uh, it's just tough, you know, like living in a uh, uh, concrete jungle. So it's really nice to be out here. And there's a nicer balance, I think, between rest and, and work. So what was your first big break out here? 
Uh, United States versus Billie Holiday happened for me uh, actually the week before the pandemic. So I had to join SAG. Oh. I played Roy Cohn. Yeah, it went from like I was just a congressperson in the back to Lee Daniels seeing me, seeing my powers and was like, you know, can you do this role? And got a standing ovation from him. And that movie's now wow. nominated for an Oscar. We won a Golden Globe. So uh, yeah, that was that was really exciting. That changed yeah. things. So that changed things. So you're telling me you were just going to be like a, not an extra, but, you know, just a kind of a supporting role kind of scene. And how did that happen? Tell us the story. How yeah. That happened. yeah. I'm a big believer in like manifestations. Right. Like, there's I, yeah, I agree too. Okay, great, great. Yeah, yeah. So sometimes it's like, oh boy, here comes the woo woo, you know. But uh, I was, uh, I was with my, or I was, it was like an, a, an idle Tuesday night at like 9pm. And I got an audition for Congressman number two It was Lee Daniels movie. So I already kind of knew in my head, I'm like, okay, I'll play a, like a racist congressperson. I'll be snaky and kind of gross and whatever. And I, was, I texted my friend and I'm like, I really want to smoke weed tonight. Should I? And she's like, no. And I'm like, okay. And then within minutes of deciding not to smoke, I got the audition, was sober enough to memorize all of my lines, went in the next morning just to do congressperson number two. It was like my third audition that day. I really wasn't thinking too much about it. And the casting associate was like, could you do Roy Cohn? And I'm like, sure. I saw Angels in America, so I could do Al Pacino's Roy Cohn. So I just did that. And then he's like, goodbye. And I'm like, bye, you know, you, you know, in the rooms, you never know. I mean, sometimes when they're laughing their butts off and they're like, you got it, you got it. I don't get it at all. And then other times and I'm like, wow, he hates me, I got it. So Lee Daniels saw the audition. He watched every single one of the uh, actors who auditioned for the movie. And he was like, well, that's my Roy Cohn. And then he extended the scene for me, gave me more lines, had me have this whole moment, camera pans in and stuff. And uh, so I got to, you know, play for a couple of days with Lee and got a standing ovation in the room and stuff. It was, it was really cool. First movie besides Ro uh, Roadhead. So were things really as easy as it, as it, as it appears or were you having some challenges that you had to overcome in the beginning? Now, do you mean uh, for auditioning or yeah. like when, when camera action happens? Yeah. Yeah. Which one? Well, that's a good, question. good question for both of them. Start, start with the uh, audition. Yeah, I mean, auditioning, like, you know, I moved out here, I graduated from Tisch, top of my class, I was most outstanding actor and scholar, and I was like, let's go, you know, I'm a star, you know, I'm queer, <laughs> I'm a binary, I got everything going for me, and it's like, back the line, kid, you know, so I, you know, I had to start from zero, I had no connections in the business, and, you know, was playing creature actors with 20 pounds of prosthetic on my face, rolling around in the dirt, like with the garbage cans and stuff and getting paid a hundred bucks, you know, and then having to go like serve burgers. My first reps wanted my naked pictures. They were kind of like putting me in a precarious situation. They're just gross, gross stuff. And uh, it was yeah, you have Stefan on. Yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, my, uh, I know, I'm like, thanks. That's a great headshot. And then my head's not in it, <laughs> wrong head, you know? But my, um, uh, I, I was serving at 33 Taps uh, as a gay bar in Silver Lake. And a woman, uh, her name's Nicole, and she's a friend of mine. And she was hearing about all these terrible agencies and auditions. And she was like, I think I might know someone in casting, maybe. I'm just gonna talk you up. And when people say that, usually nothing happens. Right. She happened to know Krauss, who happened to be casting Roadhead. And that's how I booked it. So auditions have, you know, and I mean, through the pandemic, maybe I've sent out a hundred tapes and haven't heard a word back. So it's, it's a crazy give and take where when I'm on set, I got, it, it's a performative collaborative experience, but when you're auditioning in your living room by yourself, it's so isolating and a lot of export without the input. So did Roadhead come first before? 
the Red Hat came before I shot it two wow. years ago. Actually, I shot it oh. too. So it's it's kind of surreal to see myself, you know, from then and be like, oh gosh, I, you know, I'm so much cooler and more handsome now. Jeez. <laughs> and and you know, you can do comedy and drama. Is that unusual for a young actor to to be good at one or the other or both? It kind of in some ways hinders the marketing because it makes me seem like I'm more broad, general, or unclear about what I'm capable of when I'm like, oh, no, no, I'm good at both. I'm like, oh, geez, okay. But I really <laughs> do. I mean, I'd love to go. And that, I mean, Roadhead kind of holds both. You know, there are scenes where before we shot, especially that last scene, I was on my hands and knees hysterically weeping to get to the place where I just murdered the man who murdered the love of my life. And then there are times where, you know, it's like so goofy and I'm, I'm you know, I, I mean, ridiculous, you know, and just all comedy and timing. It's two different parts of the brain. Right. Yeah. Interesting. And see, that's always the thing that I find fascinating about it is, again, what you can do. But I think theater helps so much. You said you were top notch. So that's going to help when you get the next call. And that's yeah. what's happened. It's not the first audition. It's the second one where they say, I really want to work with you. Where they've seen the work already. They know that yeah. I can be. No, it. no, not work with the second audition. I mean, like second callback. After that, where you get in person and they see you can do much more than that. Meaning right. that you, they, and, you know, and also memorizing lines, but I'll get to that another time. But do you agree <laughs> with me on that? That because of your skill set as an actor, what you've learned in college and what, how you've been top notch, once they see that you can kind of be very flexible, that's a good thing, right? Yeah, I mean, my training comes into the listening, the presence, the performance, the transformation. And in audition, usually in Hollywood, they have a thousand of them and they're looking at a little tiny picture and it's not the right look, not the right look, not the right look. <laughs> the callback is where the technique comes into play. Where if, you know, I give them an opinion of where I think this world is going and they're like, nope, it's this direction. I can scrap it immediately and pivot quickly. I'm a great improviser. I'm uh, in the advanced writing lab on the groundling stage and I write myself. So I just, I know how to pick things up. So uh, my, my tools really come into use when we're all playing together uh, more than it is when it's like, hi, my name's Damien, you know, and I'm the 500th you've heard today, you know. And I can just see those auditions. I mean, the challenges. Wow. All the rejection, Dave. Yeah. How could you? Wow. It is. It, that's the job. That's why I, uh, that, that's the job. The, the, the work, my love of this and the craft and the art fuels me and keeps me going. But my job is submitting tapes, not hearing anything back and not taking it personally. So when you first started to where you are now, what, um, what has changed you and what has kept you the same and uh, grounded into what you were before? And on top of that, where do you see your future going? Mm. Where would you like? Yeah. So, um, I, I, yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. So I, um, I, I did a yoga teacher training and, uh, I, I have a big spiritual practice and I actually spent a couple months this year in Hawaii, just kind of walking around meeting folks yeah. like, like, you know, I devised ritual theater there and stuff. And, my biggest lesson has been to surrender and let go, especially on this pathless path of art. It's really not that A plus work, work, work. If you work the hardest and you prove it and everything, if everything's coming in the mind and is really contracted and uh, all effort, 
sometimes it's like not what casting wants to hear. They want to hear, hey, I'm easy. This is already my role. Take it or leave it. I really don't care. I'm going to go to the next one, you know? Because it's like, well, wow, I am the person. I'm not proving that I am the person. I'm already your actor, you know? Right. So, um, yeah, yeah. Confidence, yeah. Totally, totally. There's a, there's an internal confidence that I have now that I'm already arrived, that, you know, it's, it's a work in presence rather than in yeah. a story that I'm trying to build, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, so there's just a lot more ease, a lot more rest, a lot more let go. Um, and then I think as far as the future, I mean, I've always had the same goal and it's been a surreal week watching with my friends, me on the big screen and everyone being like, Damien, you, you were truly built to be a movie star. There's no doubt in my mind. And the five-year-old in the Power Rangers underwear knew this, you know, I like knew that this was why I was incarnated. I am to be a movie star. I am to be that and give people an understanding of love, play, humanity. You know, I've, I've, it's, I was bullied a lot as a kid and to go into that imagination world was just like always my medicine. So I wanted to provide that to people too. So, um, you know, I think, I think it's just to continue to grow that way, you know, just do better and more exciting projects constantly, just keep the momentum upward. So let's go into telling us about Roadhead. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Tell yeah. us about it. Yeah. 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 Roadhead tell us about it. Yeah. Pretty tell crazy. Yeah, yep. so tell us about it, yeah. I say it's a great, bad movie. <laughs> like, you know, like, and like, you know, after United States versus Billy Holiday, I'm excited to tell my dad, like, hey dad, the movie's called Roadhead. I give a guy a blowjob and then he slams on the brakes and then I bite his dick off and he can't run away. You know what I mean? Like, you know, for, for, for the, for the snooty tooty artist in me, I'm like, oh no but it is a popcorn movie. It's a great, uh, fun, thrilling comedy. I scream every time that I watch it and I'm in the movie and I know what happens. It just always spooks me. And uh, there are really surprising elements of heart in like, you know, a movie that really would be good when you're stoned or have had a couple cocktails in you. Hey, hey I'm sorry about my video. I don't know what happened, but I can't get it back. But... <laughs> That's okay, Dave, we're good. Your video is back, so you're good. Oh, okay. okay. So Damien, what's next? What projects you have coming up next after this? Uh, I'm producing and uh, I wrote and I'm starring in um, a piece called Honey and Milk. It's um, uh, an all-female crew. So every person that has such a project is them identifying. And um, we're gonna live as the characters for seven days in the house and then bring in the crew on the eighth day to start shooting. So that's my next piece is a project that I'm creating myself called Honey and Milk. I'm a content creator <laughs> too, so I'm just writing and creating my own sketches. And uh, hopefully uh, another big movie. Maybe one of these auditions uh, has already planted into the soil of my soul. It, it will. It's going to happen. So just <clears throat> it will happen. Write well, down you're going to have a next big movie. And I'm already working on some projects with clients that are looking to try to get different interesting stories into play. So I always keep you in mind if we end up getting that deal on Netflix or certain things and say, then they hire the director, say, I know some great actors are awesome. Dave. That's All right, give us our caregiver Dave question. Go ahead, Dave. So I'm caregiver Dave. My wife had a stroke about 25 years ago. I've been married to her for almost 47 years. And it just changed our lives upside down, you know. She lost her speech, became paralyzed on one side. But yet we worked through it, a couple of year grieving period. Now she's more amazing than she ever has. She still can't talk or walk, but she communicates non-verbally through Pictionary and Charades. Two games I hate, by the way. But now I'm... <laughs> I'm Dave, the caregiver's caregiver. I now help other caregivers survive this thing called caregiving. 
because 30% of them actually die before their loved ones do. I don't know if you know any caregivers, but usually they're not doing very well. Oh, so my question to you is, you know, I believe everyone is going to eventually become a caregiver or need a caregiver. And it's like this tsunami coming. There's not enough of them. And so do you worry about it? Are you concerned about it? Uh, are your parents in a place or your grandparents where, you know, they need a caregiver? Um, how, how has it affected your life yet? Yeah. So actually, when I shot and booked Billie Holiday, I got the news of my dad's blood cancer. So there was a time he got multiple myeloma and there was a time we were sure his uh, death was imminent. Uh, so it was just a matter of time and it was a pandemic. So I couldn't fly to go spend time with him because we were, he had a compromised immune system. And um, fortunately he just was remarried and uh, his wife, my you know stepmom Kelly was the caregiver. Um, but I mean, it was a toll on everybody, you know? And, uh, <laughs> is, uh, and now he's better fortunately, and is oh, himself. you know, the, his procedure worked, which was amazing. This, uh, CAR T, T cell transplant. And yeah, yeah my nan, I mean, I just got off the phone with my mom today. My mom's mom is starting to show signs of dementia and a need for oh, wow. caregiving. I mean, yeah, it's part of all of our lives. You know, I, I think in our society, we deny death, pretend that it's not happening. And then when it does, you know, it's like hospice or throw them out, you know, like that. But I mean, another in like tribes culture, elderly would be at the center of the tribe you know folks near death are more i don't know coveted cared for and uh, integrated into society than i think we have here yeah that's awesome absolutely yeah. so um best place we can connect in, with you and stuff where can we go uh, so my name is damien joseph quinn on instagram or dame quinn 08 on tiktok and uh, I'd say those two places are the best. And DamienJosephQuinn.com, but I'm, I'm lazy and updating my website. And then go also to see Roadhead. It's available in all VODs right now, right? Yep. We're on Amazon Prime. Oh, you're on Prime too. Oh, congrats on that. Yeah. Amazon Prime. Thank awesome. you. Okay, awesome. I did, that's always the great thing and get that opportunity as well. And, then, and I think more and more are seeing those opportunities when you're adding those to the VOD to jump on Prime because Prime again- yeah gives you that exposure that's needed sometimes to help the others because some people that don't have prime say, go get it. And then the more reviews you get on Amazon, the more people are going to the film other places. Right. And I just got yeah. prime yesterday. Yay. You're kidding right. me. Dave, you've not been on prime for that long. Oh, come on. Man. Okay. All right. We'll appreciate it, guys. Take care. All right. Thanks. Amen. All right. Thank guys. Nice meeting you. Take care, guys.